What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. If you got your Bibles, turn to Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10.25. I cannot tell y'all, uh, you're probably going to get sick of hearing about bronc riding stories, but uh, I, I cannot tell y'all how proud I was of Jared last night. Man, if, if things could go wrong, they did. And uh, anyway, it was just so awesome to see all those cowboys and cowgirls uh, out there last night. Man, everybody was helping everybody, and uh, it, was just a, it was just a wonderful deal. And, and I've, got a, I've got Jared's video on my phone. I don't even know where my phone is. So if you want to see it, get with me, and I'll show you Jared. We'll put it up on the big screen next week or, or something like that. He, he, made a, he made a heck of a ride, and you know, I mean, he didn't make the short go, but it wasn't because of him. He just... He didn't have quite enough horse, either that or he... <laughs> did you tell him about the spur? <laughs> yeah, he, he liked to gouge her, uh, her lungs out. <laughs> I've never seen somebody spur, a, a, spur their spur. I mean, he broke the rivet off of it. He come back and he's like, how'd I do? I said, great. He said, I lost my spur. I said, well, your halter's broke too, so great. <laughs> if you make the short go, we're going to have to figure something out. Uh, there was uh, Jared... I think mentioned him. There's a guy from the T.O. Ranch. His name's Abe Fair. His wife is from Hugo. And uh, whenever we got there yesterday, it was so cool because I wasn't riding, but I had this VIP pass that made me look real cool. And so I got to sit in there during the judges' meeting and, and everything like that. And I mean, I was around some, some great, great cowboys and, and cowgirls. And, and Abe was in there, and Abe's picture... Um, from one of the, I think it was a bronc riding in Kansas, is one of the coolest bronc riding pictures I've ever seen. That horse is up off the ground about this high. I didn't even know horses could get that high, but it's about that high. And he had taken some, a, a bottle of baby powder, and whenever that horse rolled out of that chute, and I mean it jumped, I mean as high as a horse could jump, he threw that baby powder down, and that baby powder is just rolling out. It looks like that horse is coming up out of a cloud. And they use that picture for all of the advertising and everything. So, you know, Abe, I, I gave him a hard time because he's a little guy like me. And uh, anyway, I kept standing beside him, and I'd look over, and I was like, I'm next to a rock star. He's like, shut up. <laughs> and so, anyway, he, he told me that... Uh, Whenever we, I was sitting next to him at the judges' meeting, and the judges, they get up there and they say, okay, this is what we're doing, and we're, this is what we're going to be looking for. And, and one of those judges didn't like Abe's stuff very much. Now, you have to understand, this is a ranch bronc ride, and it's not a, it's not a, a, a saddle bronc, you know, where it's all finesse and, you know, all this timing and stuff. This is wild and woolly stuff, because those, those bronc saddles, those saddle broncs in the rodeo, they're made... To, to sit a certain way where it's easier, if it can be easier, to ride a bronc. And when you start scooting that cowboy way back here, you know, there's a, there's a teeter-totter in that ranch. Uh, saddle bronc kind of sits in the middle. That other deal sits way out here. And um, one of these judges, they were both rodeo saddle bronc judges, 
And Abe is sitting there like this. And when that one judge started talking, he goes, watch what happens. And he gets up there and he goes, guys, we're going to... Uh, we're going to judge y'all, of course, uh, you get 25, each judge will give 25 points to the horse and 25 points to the rider, on, and the rider, we're going to judge on how much you are in control, how good you sit up there, how much you expose yourself, because you could ride with a night latch or you could throw one hand up in the air, or you can stick a finger in your nose, I, I guess they didn't care. And so he said, it just all depends on how much you expose yourself and how much in control you are. And he said, and for some of you, all that baby powder crap ain't going to work. You know, Abe, just, you could, just, I could feel the heat coming off of him. He was like a rock star on fire. I'm going to scoot over this way. And anyway, and, and it bothered Abe because Abe, the way he looked at it, is he said, it's about the crowd, it's about entertaining. I mean, it's one thing to watch a guy riding a bucking horse, but it's another thing to make it cool. And, and so Abe was a, a, a big favorite uh, to win the thing in the Calcutta, man, they got up there and I think, what was it, didn't they have like 800 or 1,000, something like that on Abe to, uh, to ride? But we get back there and um, it was so awesome because only one person knew who I was besides Jared. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're back there behind the shoots with, with uh, about, I don't know, maybe 25 or 30 of the 40 cowboys and cowgirls. And Jared said, you want to get everybody together and let's pray? I was like, you dad gum right. So he took one side and I jumped over the alley and I took the other side and I told them cowboys, I was like, hey man, we're fixing to pray in the middle alley there if y'all want, want to join us. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So they got over there and then all the shoot help gathered around and all of a sudden, I, I, I didn't know I was going to be the one praying. And so anyway, Jared kind of looks at me and I was hoping he'd do it because he's had this more rodeo prayer than, than I have. And he looked at me and he just kind of stepped out of the middle and got down on a knee and I was like, okay, I'll pray. And so we prayed, but it was such an awesome deal to have like 30 cowboys gathered around, every one of them giving glory to God. And just, you know, whenever we said amen, they all said amen. So we got, we got up on the back of the buck and shoots, and, and like I said, Jared's getting ready, and his, his, uh, his bronc is, is just fighting, and we're having a hard time getting everything on, and, and then, you know, you have to, you got this like big wire coat hanger that you're trying to reach in there and, and get stuff, and people are hollering, let's go, let's go, let's go, and Abe had been helping Jared. It was Jared's first time on a, and Jared says it's his first time on a bronc. He breaks horses for a living. But this was his first time to have a NFR horse flanked coming out of a chute. And Abe was right there helping him get his measurement on his rein. And he was sitting there and he's like, hey man, let me, do you mind if I help? And Jared's like, no, man, you can ride him if you want to. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But uh, anyway, Abe's right there helping and everything. And, I've got Jared, and I'm like, bear down, cowboy. And I mean, I was so excited. I wanted to jump on there with him. And anyway, but so Jared comes out, and he makes a great ride. And then, and then Abe was like in the third, the third group and everything. And Abe was just, just cool as a cucumber, man. He just put his saddle on. I mean, he's, a old, he's not old, but he's an old hand at ranch bronc riding. He's won a bunch of them. He just, I mean, it was like, you know, playing checkers with your kid or something. You know, king me. And um, Abe gets out there and he 
kind of hunkers down and gets his measurement and everything's just, I mean, there's no wasted movement whatsoever. And he kind of gets down like this and goes, ah, oh, boys, let's go. And that bronc rolled out, I mean, it did. It just tore in half. And I mean, it's going out through there and Abe's got his, his rope on his saddle and everything and that old hand's just going up like this. And at five and a half seconds, Abe blows his stirrup and falls off. And just the shock on his face, I guarantee you, there's not very many times that Abe Fair gets bucked off. I heard a story, he was like, he looked at his wife who's like due in December, she's pregnant and everything, he goes, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, you know that bay colt that bucks so hard? He's like, yeah, he goes, I flanked her by myself the other day, I put the flank on her and I got on and I grabbed it like this and went and pulled it. She's like, Abe, you're going to kill yourself. He's like, I needed the practice. Nobody was there to help me. I mean, that's, that's just the way Abe is. But you could see the disappointment in his eyes. And he got up. And I mean, my heart just broke because it didn't matter if it was Jared or somebody else. Abe was right there with every cowboy. Can I help you? Can I do anything? Bear down. Offer an encouragement. He was doing everything for everybody else. And then he gets out there, takes some steps, and bucks off. He come walking back to the, uh, come walking back in the, behind the chutes, and he wasn't saying much. And you know, what do you say to somebody? You know, like, hey man, it's okay. You just lost fifteen thousand dollars. It's no big deal. You know. And I just looked at him, and I was like, kind of like Jared does when people are crying. You okay? <laughs> You know, I didn't know what to say. And so I got down there and I was one of the first ones that, that he walked up to. And I said, dang Abe. <laughs> Very encouraging words, huh? Dang Abe. And he looked at me, just this somber face. And then a smile came on his face and he says, nobody will ever say that Abe Fair's a sore loser. And he hopped up on the back of the bucket chutes and he started helping people again. Never said another word about getting bucked off. And I mean, to the point that this one cowgirl that was riding was going to borrow his saddle, and so he had to do some adjusting on it and, and everything like that. And he just, he never bogged down. He never felt sorry for himself. He just kept on giving and helping. Today, I'm going to fix into, I'm going to fix into, that's real English if you don't know. I'm fixing to going to blow your mind with what I'm about to say. Today we're going to talk about quitting. And what I want to tell you today is that I want every single one of you to quit going to church. This is the last time that I ever want to see any of you go to church. What I want you to start doing is I want you to start being the church. Because there's a big difference in going to church and being the church. You've heard it time and time again. Are you going to church this morning? Yes. Are you going to church on Sunday night? When do y'all have church? When do you do this? When do you do that? Church was never intended to be a, a building or, uh, or, or necessarily a meeting place. Not in biblical standards. That's kind of like saying, are you going uh, to go to cowboy today? Because the church is people. Church is the fellowship of believers, whether you're together or whether you're not. When you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you become part of what Jesus terms as the church. And that church has great responsibilities 
that we all must try to fulfill. But I guarantee you that the biggest obstacle in fulfilling the duties of being the church is when we look at it as going to church. We've got to start going and being the church instead of going to church. And no longer do we need to be cowboys. And I'm going to put this in, in simpler terms. I don't want you to be cowboys on Sunday morning. I don't want you to be cowgirls on Sunday morning. I want you to go out and I want you to live your lives and be the church, be the Christians that God has called you to be each and every day, not just on Sunday. So the next time somebody says, are you going to church? You say, I've been in church all week. I've been the church all week. The, what you are calling going to church is just what we term as hanging out with other brothers and sisters and getting encouraged to go throughout our week or the rest of our, our day. Hebrews 10.25 says, Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So if you're sitting there wondering, why did he say don't go to church? I'm not saying that it's very, it is very important that we meet together like this. It's biblical. It says it right there in Hebrews 10.25. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But we must quit going to church and start being the church. How do we do that? The first thing that we must do to start being the church is let our baby powder fly. And what I mean by that is there was a judge standing up there and basically calling Abe out and saying, I don't want you to be you anymore. I want you to conform to the world's standards, to my standards of the way you should act. Right before Abe got on, Abe was so busy helping some other people that he was not there whenever we prayed in that center alley right by the strip and shoot. And so Abe is fixing to get on and I look at him and Jared's on this side of him and then Abe's right here and then I'm right here and I looked at him and I said, you were so busy helping everybody else, Abe, that you missed our prayer. But that doesn't mean that we can't pray right now, does it? And he said, they can wait, can't they? And I said, you bet they can wait. We both took our hats off. Shoot help is already putting the ropes on the chute, and me and Abe and Jared stood up on the chutes, and we prayed for Abe. And I said, God, I don't care what happens, but you let Abe be himself. You let him use the gifts that you have given him, not for his sake, but for yours, so that others may be encouraged by it. And it's in your name I pray, amen. And Abe said, Amen. He climbed down on that bronc and he come out. He didn't have any baby powder, but he had that hand flying. But God has given each and every one of us talents and abilities. Don't conform to the way the world acts because the world wants us to... Uh, no prayer in school. They say separation of church and state. They only want you to be a cowboy on Sundays so that they can pat themselves on the back and say, Oh, well, we're... We let everybody worship how they want to. Be a Christian every single day. Don't conform to the world's standards. The second thing that we can do to be the... Yeah. To be the church is be quick to help others, especially those who are riding for the first time. There's a lot of you out there that have been 
being the church for a long time. And we've got new people that haven't ever done this before. They're not sure what to do. And I'm calling on y'all that have had a walk with God, have been writing for Him for a long time, to be encouraging. To step in and help somebody whose faith is brand new. They don't know what to do. They don't, have, they don't know how to get their measurement. They don't know how to sit their saddle just right in their ride with God. And it's not up to the preacher, guys. It's up to y'all that have been riding for a long time to step in and say, Hey, man, you're doing a good job. You're going to be able to do this. You can do this. Be encouraging. Be a helper. Don't just sit back there and focus all on yourself. Because that's easy to do. Abe could have sat back there and just gone over in his mind what he was going to do and everything like that. But Abe Fair was the last thing on Abe Fair's mind. At one time, Jared Collins was Abe's number one priority. And we can learn a lot from that as a church to help other new believers. We need to quit going to church and start being the church. The third thing that we need to do to start being the church is to quit getting discouraged just because you get bucked off. Folks, I guarantee you, everybody's going to get bucked off at some point. Sometimes it's in front of 2,000 people. Sometimes it's in front of your family. Sometimes it's in front of your coworkers. But we need to quit getting discouraged because I, the, the thing about Christians is they're, they're all like, oh, I've got faith, I've got faith, you know, praise God and everything. And then the first, thing, first time something goes wrong, man, forget all that faith stuff and the praising God stuff and you're mad and kicking dirt and throwing stuff and snapping at your kids, snapping at your, your wife or snapping at your husband. Who cares? Who cares if you get bucked off? God looks at success a lot differently than the world looks at success. We need to set our mind on godly things, not on worldly things. How do we go from quit going to church to start being the church? Quit getting discouraged. And the last thing that we're going to talk about, root for other people. There is nothing more powerful. Nothing will bring a church together like a pat on the back for somebody that may be nervous. They might be scared. They might be having a hard day. I guarantee you, nothing says stuff more eloquently than a smile. There was a guy named Tomas that worked on the San Pedro Ranch, and y'all have heard me talk about Tomas. That man had, and I'm not talking about like a joker off of Batman's smile. But this man had a smile on his face every single day. I, I never remember, 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 I don't know. I never remember Tomas not smiling. Even to the point one time we were in El Indio, Texas, and El Indio is, I'm, I'm pretty sure if, uh, if hell is any hotter than El Indio, Texas, none of us want to go there. We were gathering alfalfa hay, out of a pasture in a nearly enclosed gooseneck horse trailer that was brown. The, the radio station out of Mexico said that it was 118 degrees that day and I was stacking hay inside. The truck was driving along and they'd throw these little, you know, these what they call small bells that weighed like half of what I do. And I was stacking it in there. And if you've ever done that, the hay was just levitating. It was like walking. It was like just when you get home, find you some hay and shove it up against your face and breathe. I had snot that was the consistency of the stuff that was in Stretch Armstrong. 
Finally, I just left it there. <laughs> Felt like an elephant. I'm allergic to hay, and it was horrible. But Tomas was right there with me. And then whenever we, we left, we had a trailer full, and we had already done it twice, and we were leaving, and we're driving back to the ranch and everything, and I'm in, we got this double cab pickup, and I'm like this, about like I look now. <laughs> and, and we're driving along, and I'm looking out the window. Antonio's driving, Zephyrino's up here, and Tomas is sitting beside me. I'd look over at Tomas, and he'd be creeping me out, Tomas. And I was sitting there, and I was looking out my window. How many of you ever seen a trailer tire go past you whenever you're driving down the road? It's winning. Everything. The hub, the rim, it's still aired up. And it happened on this corner. And I watched it go down into the bar ditch. And I watched it as it was about to rip out about four miles of fence. And I was like, perfect. Perfect ending to a great day. And God smiled down upon me. And at the last moment, it took a little bounce and it hopped right over that fence and went out there and just laid down like a puppy. So we stopped the trailer. We got out and we got the trailer tire and we put it in and we kind of chained that other axle up and we crept into the house or to the headquarters, and then we still had to unload that hay. And Tomas was about, I don't know, 400, 500 years old, something like that, a little bitty old short guy, and everything. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm this young, studly cowboy and everything. I'm not going to let this little guy, this little 400-year-old man, outwork me. It ain't going to happen. Well, I guess Tomas wasn't going to let that little white boy work, outwork him either. Good grief, we were throwing stuff, and Tomas would just smile at me, and I was, had my snot. But the point of all of that is Tomas was encouraging with just a smile. How much could you do for somebody? How much could you be the church if all you had to do was encourage somebody? People put these labels on, on Christianity. They say, oh, well, you've got to do this to be a Christian and this to be a Christian and this to be a Christian and this to be a Christian. God said just love people. Encourage them. Be the church. We've talked about four things. We said that we need to quit going to church and start being the church. Be you. God made you. God doesn't make mistakes. The Bible says that you are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus. Love yourselves. God loved you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. Quit trying to be somebody else. Be you. Let your baby powder fly. Help others. Never tire of giving to others. Look at success according to God, not by worldly standards, and be encouraging. Quit going to church and start being the church. One other thing that I intentionally left out was that when Abe Fair bucked off that bronc and he kind of landed on his side like this and he took his hat off and he rubbed his head like this and he looked at 2,000 people sitting in the stands and he stood up straight and he went, and he walked off. Oh, Abe might have bucked off. But when he knelt in front of 2,000 people, he might not have got a score or a part of $15,000. But I guarantee you, he scored a 100 in God's eyes. God can use anything. God wants to use you just like that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that the church 
The people that are being the church, that are being encouraging, that are, that are letting their baby powder fly, that are helping others and that are encouraging others. Lord, I'm thankful that we get to meet today and just fellowship with each other, to hang out, to hear a little bit of your word and how we might go out there and do what you commanded us to do, to make disciples of all men and all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey your commands. And your commands are to love, Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and love others just like you love yourself. Lord, help us to do that right there. But Lord, there's somebody out there right now that might have just realized that they haven't really been writing for you, that they've been going to church instead of being the church. Lord, I want to invite them to saddle up and ride with you today. All they have to say is, God, I give you the reins from now on. I want you to lead me. Lord, I pray that there's a cowboy or cowgirl that'll find the guts out there today to do just that. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. Just go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your helping hand. Alright, y'all listen up. We wouldn't have been able to do this today if it wasn't for these fine businesses. Tumbleweed Hay, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net for all your commercial construction projects. Look East Realty, 303-644-4444, the best in eastern Colorado. If you need burrowing, rodent control, or no-till drilling, you got to call Comanche Creek Enterprises, 303-619-7030. And finally, contact Double H Heating and Air at 303-669-8911. They know how to heat you up and cool you off. If you need more information, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors.